to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Biden's term begins while questions of election integrity remain. And I even have some questions about the so-called insurrection narrative. So here's the thing that occurred to me. I got a somebody, a patron wrote me a little note saying uh, over the weekend, uh, John says <clears throat> the front page of today's New York Times top center was a video of the rioters, quote, breaking in a door at the Capitol. And it's only a matter of time. Oops, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's he says the cops honestly look pretty relaxed to me. And they obviously had no intention of trying to control the situation. I had noticed that, too. And here's what I'm thinking. This insurrection, which is by a bunch of Second Amendment activists, militiamen, vigilantes who stormed the Capitol and no one was there to try to stop them. Why did they all get back on the bus at sunset? Like, I know I've brought that up before, but the proof is in the pudding here. What kind of an insurrection goes unresisted? I mean, that is the narrative on the left is like, oh, when it was BLM, you guys were out in force. When it was these crackers, nobody even tried to stop them. I'm like, OK, so if nobody tried to stop them, why did did Mitch McConnell, who's like 80, outlast them and hobble back in there in the middle of the night and finish the job? I mean, it just there's the proof is in the pudding for this so-called insurrection that it was a nothing burger. And this is 100 percent media fabrication. And there's the stories of the timing of it being different than what we were told coming from people that were there. The people stormed, quote, stormed it earlier in the day than they actually said on the news. Oh, that totally is consistent with my feeling of how our friend Anne saw a video while she was there. Someone said they just took this video of Ashley Babbitt getting killed. And she was like, but it made no sense because I knew that 30 minutes before nobody was even on the steps of the Capitol. Yet this woman had already been killed. There'd been barricades up and she was already removed from the area and somebody's showing me videos of it. So I question that timeline also. And that reminds me of what Stella sent us uh, during one of the DPP on Friday, she had pulled from her TV. She was watching NBC Live, although she's in Australia. Maybe it was online, but she was watching NBC Live and she noticed a sloppy edit of something Biden was saying, cut off in mid sentence and just skipped to the middle of another sentence. I mean, and she cut it for us in real time, let us play it. And it was clearly a sloppy edit job. So since then, I've gotten messages from numerous people saying they saw other sloppy edits that 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 clearly was not a live inauguration. I personally don't read much into that at all, except for that it just wasn't live. Like they said it was live and it wasn't. So what? I mean, that's the official story now about the moon landing, I think. And I have some good stuff about the moon landing later on in the show. But yeah, I just feel like they there's something weird going on there. And to the extent that they get us used to so-called live things that aren't live, it's only one short step away to complete deep fakes. Yeah, these could have been deep fakes. We could have seen deep fakes of Biden or of I don't know how they do with making crowd deep fakes. I don't know how advanced the technology is at this point. It's probably further along than we realize. But 
trusting what we see on the news is just we've reached a point where it's hard to trust even your own eyes and ears when you that, watch something on TV. The idea of a crowd deep fake, they have had a completely legitimate reason to work on that. Right? They've they've had the cardboard cutouts just aren't doing it. The, the noises piped us. into game baseball games and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And and that to show that and then kind of on that note, I think this idea that Trump is removed from Twitter is probably just part of the fact that he's actually retiring and he doesn't want the obligation or to have to have somebody on staff to tweet provocative things for That is true. Like, that is also he's out. Yeah, it's very much probably a relief for someone to not have to have however millions of people were following him and the controversy, the pressure for the commentary with your latest tweets. Maybe you're right about that. I think maybe. So, yeah, but these are... It does, all this stuff that makes us think that that whole thing was a was a fabrication or the narrative is being constructed by the mainstream media and the powers that be doesn't mean that it isn't real and that they're not trying to paint the 74 million or whatever the number is as domestic terrorists. This was the symbolic event that they needed, whether it happened at all the way we were told it happened or whether it was false flagged or provocateur or whatever it was. It has given them that symbol of we have to stop this domestic terrorist group, these types of people. And now we need legislation. Now we need pressure campaigns. Now we need to do fundraising. They're they're building all of those things off of that event. And it's so crazy when you think about it in comparison to the protests and, and riots that went on all over the summer. It's just completely to, to weigh this event at the White House as so much greater than everything that happened over the summer, which is weighed as good, which is we're told those things were good. And, and to classify potentially millions of people as, quote, domestic terrorists based on this event is utterly insane. What kind of world are we living in right now? Weren't you saying there's legislation that Gabby, that Tulsi Gabbard was criticizing that says just that? Yeah, there's Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act. The Domestic Terrorism Prevention Act has been introduced into the House and it would authorize three offices, one within the Department of Homeland Security, the Department of Justice and the FBI to monitor, investigate and prosecute cases of domestic terrorism. It expands the ability of these organizations to surveil people who are classified as domestic terrorists. And Tulsi Gabbard was on Fox criticizing it, basically saying that it classifies half of America as domestic terrorism based on the language of the the bill, because it's not they don't ever give you any specificity in these things. They leave it loose enough so that they can decide later who they want to classify. So is it going to be if you have a flag outside your house, you're going to be domestic terrorist. If you own a truck, if you own a gun, if you went to a Trump rally, what's that? image going to be. And that's where these images of the QAnon, the P, the profiles of these people who are who went to the, quote, insurrection come in. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 Six five three eight eight three eight. 
So there was an article about a chick. I noticed immediately another vet. She's like, oh, she's a veteran. People know her as a bartender, but she's being highlighted as an insurrectionist at the Capitol. And I've noticed this pattern that just about every single solitary person I have seen highlighted as an insurrectionist in the Capitol who has said stuff on their Facebook page or whatever that is way incendiary has been some kind of vet or government worker. Every single person that I have noticed, I'm not saying every single person is, but I've just it's disproportionate. And there are three possible explanations for me. I think that points, first of all, to a potential inside job. But others have mentioned that maybe it's just that those are the people who are patriots. Most people do join up to the military and this idea that they're going to defend our freedoms and they may get disillusioned or they have the nerve and the and the skills to actually do something about it when they see the process failing. I can see that. And then the another possibility is this underlying theme with Q that not everybody recognizes, but that the real power, the real trust the plan thing about Q while Trump was in office was that it was this bizarre kind of military coup where the deep state was in control of the civilian government, but the military wanted to defend the Constitution and was working behind the scenes directly with Trump. So they relinquished all control over the legislature and everything else in in an effort to restore the Constitution, destroy the deep state, and most of all, arrest pedophiles, which, of course, to me, is a worthy goal, but irrelevant to why you have a president. But I do think that this idea that it's military people can feed a several different narratives. But this thing about Q being one one with the military is not going away anytime soon. Yeah, it's definitely not going away. I've seen it emerge on, not emerge, but I've seen it continue on social media, giving people that ray of hope in this psyop to to hang on to. And also causing people to continue to label themselves as targets of suppression. And I mean, this is really over the top. I'm getting emails from moveon.org, uh, Indivisible, the activist groups who are fundraising. Can you chip in 10, 20 to stop domestic terrorism? We need to get Josh Holly. We need to get Ted Cruz. We need to get them out of office. We need to, or, they're organizing pressure campaigns just like they do when they organize groups to, to call and harass your senator to push a, a bill through. They're now doing that to get Ted Cruz out, to get the Georgia QAnon, the one that they call the Georgia QAnon congresswoman out, to get Josh Holly out. They, want these people out or they want to give the illusion that they want people out to make the rest of the country actually demand to have their fellow Americans removed. And there's all kinds of articles that are saying it could be a firefighter. It could be a police officer. It could be somebody who works in the local bakery. It could be your local auto mechanic. It could be a, a computer program. The domestic terrorist could be anywhere. I've seen articles like that today, multiple of them. I, I don't want to speak this into existence as much as I don't want to use a phrase that I hear from those awful people that you played clips for me on Rockfin. But the this not just calling them domestic terrorists, but the word insurrection the or rebellion or any of that, as per the 14th Amendment, is, I think, possibly the only justification to disenfranchise somebody. So to the extent yeah. that they want to switch from the Electoral College to the popular votes, they want D.C. statehood, well, these things are meant to diminish the value of the vote of the people who voted for Trump and labeling this an insurrection may eventually play into that. I mean, it's it's obvious to me. I don't know why anybody nobody's been talking about. It. Yes, they're even going to be investigating 
the guy who founded Parler, one of the guys who founded Parler and his family, is what Gabbard was talking about on Fox, which made me think of Ross Ulbricht. Oh, really? Wasn't he held responsible for what people did on his platform? Yes. That is That's what it was. the same thing that they're talking about here. Supposedly a girl died of drugs that were sold on his platform, although he had nothing to do with it. They're talking about investigating the one of the guys who founded Parler, holding holding him potentially holding him responsible for the quote insurrection incitements that happened on his platform. It's crazy. Wow. That is crazy. And that would, of course, be what I thought would happen to Gab. Remember years ago, I said, I think that what they'll do is once they can hold people responsible for what by eliminating Section 230 for what appears on their platform, all you have to do is put a false flag into Gab. And Gab has to go down like Gawker. Gawker had to go down because Peter Thiel placed something in there. Or whatever bankrolled Hulk Hogan to fight them to the death, which it did. So it's Parler, not Gab. But I, which I is weird. It's weird that it's Parler and not Gab. Like it feels like a straw man they created. Feels like yeah, a psyop they created to take down. I was always back and forth on Gab, and I was one when they came out against removing Section Two Thirty. I was like, "Wow, that guy's for real." But then when he started tweeting stuff like Lynn Wood, Christian stuff, Christ is Q, and that kind of stuff, or you know, I'm paraphrasing. But then I was, and, and then the idea that well, I used to be just like your normal hipster, but then I found. Q Christ or whatever, yeah. you know, it's just weird, the Gab guy. But it looks like Parler was the one that really <clears throat> was the setup. Absolutely. So I got an email that said Rand Paul was on George Stephanopoulos' show this weekend, but I missed it. I know you saw it. What happened? George was a total jerk. Yeah, he was. The whole reason you had him on the show was so that he could try and get him to submit and say that the election was fair. Here's some of the lines he said. The election was not stolen. Do you accept that fact? To which Rand Paul would respond by asking legitimate questions, very legitimate questions, making good arguments. Then he would say, can you just say the words, the election was not stolen? (laughs) Why can't you just say Biden won a fair election? There are not two sides to the story. There are not two sides to the facts. He just ignored every legit argument that Paul made and continued to try to put his knee in his back and make him say uncle. And that's just another, they want to make this whole thing into domestic terrorism. And it's crazy. It's such a recurring theme that you have to bend the knee even in the face of disputed facts. Yeah. Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, gluten-free brownies, I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash Let's 
shift gears and talk a little COVID. COVID's back in the news, obviously, but it's taking center stage as Biden unfolds his policies. And I just thought it was ironic that last week the news was that Biden was going to roll back all the bans, the travel bans that Trump had put in place against the Muslim countries. And then this week I happened to notice that Biden was reversing the non-bans that Trump had in place. And now Biden is restricting travel based on the new COVID strain from the UK, Ireland, South Africa, and all the open border countries inside the EU region. I mean, that's what I read. It's hard for me to believe that it's going to be that drastic, but I'm not sure exactly how that's uh, going to be enforced because at the same time, I saw an article that said the CDC is going to require air travelers from all countries to test negative. So I don't know if that's going to be an out for people or what. And uh, and for me, it's kind of weird because according to Johns Hopkins, the gold standard in in COVID information, unlike our actual official infectious disease center, the CDC, but Johns Hopkins says that we've had that we have had 25 million cases of COVID in this country. And I really don't understand how they think they're going to keep it from coming here. They're acting like they're going to keep this new strain from coming here. It's already here. This is definitely not about stopping the spread. And it's just... uh, it's, and when are they going to help the public understand how in the world a vaccine that wasn't designed to fight all of these different variants is going to stop them? Because that really seems like a blaring hole in this vaccine thing. Especially since the earlier reports were that an actual risk and danger of vaccines, especially coronavirus vaccines, is that they have the potential to make you more susceptible to related illnesses. Yes. And there's a couple of stories that have been in the news. There's one a couple of weeks ago, one yesterday about people dying, potentially dying. After getting the COVID vaccine, there's a healthy doctor who was a couple weeks ago died after receiving the COVID vaccine. Two weeks after he received the vaccine, he died. And his wife was an advocate of the vaccine before. And then afterwards, she's saying that she believes people need to be aware of the side effects. They need to they need to know because it destroyed a beautiful life and a perfect family. And it's interesting the way they even present this quote in the article because it says she was a pro vaccine, but now she's having a few questions. So that doesn't sound like having a few questions to me. It sounds like she's saying it destroyed her family and that she very much believes because they're trying they're trying to claim that it didn't have anything to do with the vaccine, even though it's being investigated by the CDC. And that particular case of this doctor that died two weeks ago, two weeks after he got the vaccine, Hank Aaron, he died two weeks after he got the vaccine. Are they related? I don't know. But I know that there's now a messaging campaign to get out there and say, hey, look, just because Hank Aaron died two weeks after he got the vaccine, it doesn't matter. It happens all the time. And People, old people die. People die of other unrelated causes. They have, quote, comorbidities. Remember that? Remember when a comorbidity (laughs) deferred to a COVID death, a coronavirus death? Now, anybody who has a comorbidity that dies after getting the vaccine, it's never the vaccine, and it's always a comorbidity. It's interesting how that works. And since they made such a big deal of Hank Aaron's getting the vaccine to try to influence the African-American community, they're now saying, just don't worry, don't worry. That's not why. So they're playing catch up to try and... uh, PR that situation a little bit. 
Yeah, that's an excellent observation. And now that you mention it, it's so obvious because I would have expected, like you brought up Larry King, Hank Aaron, like th- those things should have been. Now, there was a story out here, Placer County. Did I tell you the Larry had, King thing? No, you didn't mention it. The, the Larry King thing is Larry King died over the weekend. Always sad when somebody dies. I liked Larry King. He was funny, I thought. But. What they don't mention in most of the stories is that he was apparently battling COVID when he died. Now, remember two weeks ago or three weeks ago when somebody was even near anybody who had COVID in the previous two weeks? If they happen to then die, it's a COVID death. But now he's battling COVID and you don't hear that in the headlines. You don't see that until mid middle of the story. And it's not a COVID death. I assume that they're trying to show that the deaths peaked as the vaccine was unrolled. And as the vaccine rolls out, those deaths steadily decline. And if you look at the history of smallpox vaccination and other vaccinations, I don't think there is any example of a vaccination program that hit critical mass that didn't happen didn't peak after the disease itself was in decline so they play these numbers games for sure and then they rewrite history in real time absolutely and then and then the guy out here and well we don't even know if it's a male or female they're giving no information whatsoever but in placer i think it's called county in california they had somebody die within hours of getting the vaccination they're saying no link is yet found this person actually had covid in december and i mean there's definitely some there's uncertainty about whether you're supposed to get the vaccine if you've already had it i hear people saying you're supposed to but i don't think there's any science to back that up but you know right. Who am I to ask for science? I wouldn't understand it anyway. Yeah. Speaking of science, one more thing about Hank Aaron. The only people that are saying that he definitely didn't die of COVID, they aren't doctors. It's Keisha Lance Bottoms and it's Morehouse <laughs> College officials. So these aren't, these are, they're assuring us. And oh. he died of a stroke. The only, NBC News is reporting this, but other places are saying his death, they haven't, they're not saying specifically what he died of. NBC News says Hank Aaron died of a stroke in his sleep. The guy, the doctor that died after getting the COVID shot in Florida died of a stroke. Now that's... That could be a coincidence, but it should be investigated. Well, a stroke can be the after effect, you know, stress can cause a stroke. Yeah. You know, like, so things cause the stroke may be the cause of death, but what led to that? And those people coming out and making these pronouncements about what Hank Aaron died of, I mean, obviously, that's a political decision. And, and I can just hear in my mind, if someone were to ask them, they would say, because I remember this from law school, you, we would talk about judicial decisions that clearly did not follow the law. And it would just, you just say, well, it was a policy decision. And there wasn't much conversation about it, but a policy decision is outside the realm of a judicial ruling. And yet that's what these people do. Do you love freedom? Does the daily news leave you shaking your head? Does mindless conformity give you the heebie-jeebies? Are you surrounded by people who just don't get it? Are you right now wearing clothes? You over there, yes, you. Do you like cool clothes? Well, meet the Rye Guys, makers of fun, freedom-loving t-shirts and more, quality products for independent thinkers and other such troublemakers. We make each of our handcrafted tees with equal parts satire, mischief, and Rye social commentary. Put on one of our tees and you'll meet kindred spirits, share a laugh, and enjoy great great conversation. Take off one of our tees and, well, we're not here to judge you. We support liberty, peace, and voluntary solutions to societal ills. And you have our word, our products are never tested on animals other than sacred cows. So, stop by today at www.ryguys.com. That's W-R-Y-G-U-Y-S dot com. Ryguys.com. 
The Rye Guys, a rye wit for today's shit. And don't forget to use the coupon code PROP10 for 10% off any purchases from The Rye Guys. And for some irony to wrap that little portion up is a CNN article about how anti-vaccine activists are peddling theories that the COVID-19 shots are deadly and undermining vaccinations says this. This is what it says in this article. Anti-vax groups have falsely claimed for decades that childhood vaccines cause autism, weaving fantastic conspiracy theories involving the government, big business, and media. Now, the very same groups are blaming patients' coincidental medical problems on COVID shots, even when it's clear that age or underlying health conditions are to blame. They will sensationalize anything that happens after someone gets the vaccine and attribute it to the vaccine. This is so hypocritical. It's unbelievable. That autism stuff is in the CDC records, by the way. I know. It's in the CDC records. And maybe they shouldn't give the vaccine to people who have underlying health conditions since it's never been tested on. Totally. As you have pointed out many times. This is the same reason they called people conspiracy theorists and crazy when people said, hey, you're blaming all these comorbidity deaths on COVID. It's just unbelievable. This new CDC head, Rochelle Walensky, she, I immediately, of course, just looked at her backstory, not that it could ever be a surprise. I mean, obviously, Johns Hopkins, and she has AIDS policy in her background, so you just, whatever, she's oh, obviously wow. going to so carry on. Maybe one of thing. Dr. Fauci's minions. Yeah, he's he's a little bit of a clown, though. I can't believe they're keeping him around. He got his own commercial on the White House Twitter page <laughs> where he's telling, remember to wear a mask, and it shows him putting a mask on. Jeez Louise. So, apparently, this this is actually such a real, like the COVID thing, people getting sick. I understand people are getting sick. <clears throat> I'm not exactly sure why. I definitely see it out here. A lot right now. I really don't know what it is. It's definitely something weird. I can't help but think that it's environmental because out here is in complete lockdown. People who've not never going out have absolutely no communication with other people are getting it just huge patches of it all at once emerging. So I personally think it's environmental, but the policies worldwide, regardless of where the, it's surging or not surging, some of these countries in Africa just aren't getting it at all. And still, the policies are so drastic that there was an article, I think it was a CNN article, that COVID-19 wiped out the equivalent of 250 million full-time jobs last year. This is according to the UN Labor Agency. It goes into how women, young people were hit the hardest, that not only are jobs being eliminated, but hours within kind of part-time jobs are being eliminated, wages are plummeting. I mean, this is what you would do if you had (laughs) worldwide global monopoly corporations and just wanted to get complete control over the labor force you want this is the the heart of keynesianism is making sure that wages are constantly suppressed and that labor has no power whatsoever if this it, it the this these consequences not only are 
are not unintended. They're intended, in my opinion. And they play right into the hands of the people who are jumping on board this whole World Economic Forum. The Great Reset. Davos this week, the theme this week is stakeholder capitalism, which gives these corporations that buy into it the advantage over all the little guys around the world because they're going to get a heads up into being able to prepare to get around the the regulations that are going to be implemented around it. It's going to crush all the other businesses. It doesn't even need to be a heads up. It's just the fact that they can afford regulatory compliance in 200 different countries. I mean, that when you look at right. a big corporation, you look at the divisions, you look at the guys, say the 10 senior people, one guy's an accounting guy, one's a compliance officer, one's a health and safety. All of those huge business heads are there to deal with regulatory barriers to entry. And not only do the big guy, the thing about the big guys being able to do it is that they have the critical mass. If you had a 100 person company, you couldn't have somebody who was an expert in all of those things. But if you have a 100,000 person company and you get the imprimatur of Klaus Schwab, who says Black and Decker has the green stamp of approval. And and if you're not using Black and Decker, we're going to the IRS is going to have to investigate. Maybe you're a domestic terrorist. OSHA. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's really it's 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 it really occurred to me through looking at this World Economic Forum stuff that right. the way they can implement regulations and laws that that governments don't have to answer to their people is by getting corporations to have all the power in any given industry and do it, quote, voluntarily. And that's how you combine that with the the rounding up the people you don't like is they implement the climate change, implement the social justice initiatives. And part of the social justice initiatives are we're not going to let service your company if you happen to have gone to a Trump a Trump rally or you supported the the election fraud idea. So it, and that's yeah. straight out of Black Mirror. I mean, Total. that's that social credit score stuff. But to make to, to today, same day, I found a, a, a nearby news thread that Hanson Robotics, who makes that famous, I think, Sophie or Sophia out of Hong Kong, this, um, Android that people oh, yeah. have fixated on. They have, I think, four different models that they are going to roll out full steam ahead by the end of the year, targeting targeting industries such as healthcare, retail, airlines. I mean, these jobs that are going away are never coming back because of this robotics. And I would really like to see how our tax dollars, our research, scientific research, university research, military research, and this is out of Hong Kong, how the kind of five eyes countries have contributed to to this, which is a stepping stone to enslavement because the robots, they're not slaves, but they push down wages to anybody who wants a job or you don't even get a wage anymore. You get the UBI and all that that entails, the digi dollars and having to register your behaviors. I mean, it is really what's happening and all these things point to it. And you got Tom Cruise testing out robots on the set of Mission Impossible 7. I think it's Mission Impossible 7 where they're evaluating COVID. They're enforcing the COVID rules. Did you see the Boston Dynamics robots Dancing a couple weeks ago is terrifying. Oh no! Was it better or worse than Trump's dancing? It was scare a lot scarier than <laughs> Trump's dancing. They, oh. they 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 were coordinated dancing and their giant robot. They're trying to I guess humanize them, make them fun and cute. But you got these giant robots that look like they can murder you, murder tons of people at one time, <laughs> and dancing have- to "Do You Love Me." It's like I don't think this isn't cute to me. Right, because what it actually demonstrates is how. 
what their alacrity is, like their um, agility. They better they dance better than most people do. Yeah, that's that is absolutely terrifying. I have some fun and funny things for the patron 15, including some news about moon rocks, both from our past and from our neighbors in the world. Interesting. I think I know what story you might be going with there. I also have a alien UFO related story and another company has clearly demonstrated that they are going to be part of the Great Reset's plan to turn this into world fascism. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. We also do fun virtual parties, lots of cool stuff. And you can find our deep dive podcast on video podcast on rockfin.com. We will talk to you all on the Patreon 15 or tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.